You're listening to the Catholic Psyche Podcast. The Catholic Psyche Podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not intended to take the place of medical or mental health treatment, therapy, or diagnosis. You should always consult a trained mental health or medical professional for such treatment. Hi, it's Deacon Basil, and it's Monday morning on the Catholic Psyche Podcast. One of the things we try and do on Monday mornings, or what we're trying to bring back, rather, is the Monday morning question and answer show. You can submit your questions at www.catholicpsyche.com, and you can find it under the contact us. So again, www.catholicpsyche.com under contact us. The question that we have today Uh, is about video gaming, and I'd like to just jump right into it. So it says, Deacon Basil, my son has been playing a new online video game with his friends. That really means Fortnite, I'm sure. So anyways, but that's just my assumption. My son has been playing a new online video game with his friends for the last few weeks for longer and longer periods of time. The effect of this gaming has caused us to see less and less uh, of him throughout the week, but there have been no noticeable drop in his grades or activities outside of the home or at school. Overall, it seems to be something that he really enjoys, but I am concerned. How do I know if my son is addicted to video games or not? Thank you. Well, this is actually a really uh, great question. I'm sure something that a lot of moms ask um, or are asking um, quite a bit, and I, I... think that, you know, psychology has a lot to offer us here. The general question is, how do we know um, what defines addiction? Is two hours of video gaming a week a problem? Is 12 hours of video gaming a week a problem? And, you know, it's something that we, you know, can kind of question all of those specifics. But one of the things that psychology has to offer is some, some very clear evidence as to what are the effects of video gaming. In what we call the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, and we're now on uh, version 5, so the DSM-5, what it has is all of the specifics about what what constitutes different disorders, right? So what is the different, you know, what is schizotypal personality disorder, or what exactly is schizophrenia, or what is depression, or what is anxiety? It's, It's sometimes been called the Bible, of, uh, of psychiatric issues. And so it's what we as psychotherapists use to kind of get an idea of what's going on um, and kind of an idea of, of, of how to operate um, and, and in treating people. In the, they also have new additions that come out every, you know, probably decade or so. And so we're now on the DSM-5, and it actually is, is a quite good text. It represents all of the different research that has happened on the different disorders since the, the DSM-4. Um, in the back there is this really interesting uh, section that calls conditions for further study. So this is conditions that are disorders, or at least we think they might be disorders, and it's something that, um, you know, need further study because we're not quite able to get that far, you know, as far as the research, we're not able to get that far along. Um, So there's things like, I mean, I was just looking through this uh, today, actually. There's caffeine use disorder, you know, which for those of us that are, drink a lot of coffee. That's kind of an interesting, uh, an interesting idea. There's a persistent complex bereavement disorder. Um, and these are things that are, are obviously can be struggles in people's lives. Um, but we don't necessarily have the full research associated with them yet to be able to say this is a disorder and this is, you know, leading to different kind of treatment uh, areas. There is a section then um, for conditions for further study called internet gaming disorder. 
and I, I think, you know, this, this book came out, this uh, DSM-5 came out in 2013. Now, the internet, um, as someone who used to play video games as a young child, not, not a young child, but as a teenager um, in the early 2000s, um, I, I can say that it's a little surprising that we haven't gotten around to uh, some of these, uh, the, these studies of, of, uh, of the uh, internet issues yet. But, um, you know, when you think about it, it takes a really long time to do a study. It takes a really long time to um, get around to it and to get funding. So it makes sense that in 2013 and even in 2018, we're still struggling to um, get a, a real handle on the psychological effects of this stuff. So what does the DSM say might be considered a problematic video gaming? So it starts off and, you know, with all of these, you have to kind of look at how these things kind of manifest um, over a period of time. So, you know, it's not just one instance of, uh, of a, a struggle becomes an addiction, obviously. So it has to be over a 12-month period. And it has to be a, preoccupa a preoccupation with internet gaming. So it has to be something that the, that the person is really, really fixated on for long periods of time. Something that they're thinking about, something that they're uh, acting on on a regular, uh, a regular basis. Withdrawal symptoms is number two. Withdrawal symptoms when video gaming is taken away. And I think that can either be anxiety, sadness, and irritability, anger. Um, but there's no other physical signs of withdrawal. Um, so there's got to be tolerance, right? The more amount that they play causes more and more uh, struggle. So tolerance is another characteristic. Then number four would be unsuccessful attempts to control the participation in gaming, uh, in, in internet gaming. So I think all of these so far kind of have a tendency towards what we would think about with addiction, you know, so that that preoccupation, the withdrawal, the tolerance, and then unsuccessful attempts to quit. When we kind of move on to other areas, and I think this might be interesting, is that we lose a, a loss of interest um, in previous hobby, uh, hobbies or entertainment. You know, in psychology, I think we've talked about this before, we always look for changes in the baseline, right? How does this change? How is this behavior different than it was before, right? So if it's, if it's changed, if the amount of time that he's spending with friends, with family, you know, whatever that is, if that's changed, then the loss of interest could be a concern. Uh, continued ex, uh, excessive use of games despite knowledge of uh, psych psychosocial problems, Right, so that there's this, this obviously these things are causing problems, but yet the, the gaming continues even after the fact and after those things, uh, you know, after those those, um, that becomes more obvious that there are that there are psychological or social issues that are happening because of that, uh, has deceived family members, therapists, or others regarding the amount of t uh, amount of internet gaming that's taking place, right? So it's being hidden, the use of internet games to escape or relieve a negative mood. Right, so that there's there's this removal from the negative uh, emotions in some way, and then uh, has jeopardized or lost significant relationships, jobs, or educational or career opportunities because of the participation in online gaming. So, reading that, I don't know if 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 this has been particularly insightful for you, um, because I think this is kind of what we would associate with. Um, general addictions in, in for anything you know you could be addicted to all sorts of things but this is what the the, the general process of addiction looks like um, within the the sort of proposed idea of internet gaming addiction what's important here though is that it doesn't specify a specific amount of time it doesn't say that if you play 20 hours a week of video games you are addicted 
it doesn't specify it in that granular granular of a, of a, of a view. It is a little bit more general about, okay, what are the negative effects of this, of this internet gaming in general? What are the effects of this and how, how does that play out in our lives in general? Sometimes people might be able to manage um, significant amounts of video gaming and have absolutely no negative effects in their lives. Some people might struggle with just a few hours or, or even an hour or any video gaming. And so I think that's, that's something to keep in mind. Now, I know that you're probably looking for a specific amount of time to say, well, anything under, he's okay. Anything over, it's a problem. But it's not, it's not like that. Um, it's what are the negative effects happening within his life or associated with, with his life in some way that can then be alleviated or developed, uh, coping mechanisms can be developed. I, when I was thinking over this, this, uh, this diagnosis, this proposed diagnosis in general, I also wanted to point out two other aspects of it. It's highly associated with what we call um, associated features supporting the diagnosis. It's associated with ADHD, which makes perfect sense. And uh, so, uh, so attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. And then there's also, it's also associated with OCD, which is obsessive compulsive disorder. Not that you have to have those in order to have this diagnosis, again, this proposed diagnosis, um, nor do you necessarily have it. Uh, if, if, you, if you do have those, you don't necessarily have a struggle with this, but it is important. And then also the concept of prevalence. It says that, um, that uh, it looks at about 8.4 males and about 4.5 females struggle with this. What's interesting about this for me is that we associate culturally online video gaming almost exclusively with men, uh, or excuse me, with, with boys. That's not necessarily the case. There are girls who struggle with online uh, video gaming as well. And I think that we need to keep that in mind um, when we're looking at these things in a general way. Now, if you're worried about your son and he's unwilling to uh, go away from video gaming or, or to curb his video gaming for a period of time, maybe this is something that you need to look at when it, you know, in relation to professional help. Maybe you do need to have a, uh, uh, you know, a conversation with a therapist for a period of time. And maybe he does need to go seek therapy. I think one of the big things about video gaming is that it is that escapist attitude. I need to go and uh, play video games so that I am able to, uh, to feel better or not be so depressed. And that's really where it becomes a major issue. It becomes a coping mechanism for other negative, acti or other negative moods and negative emotions as opposed to actually dealing with those negative emotions and those negative moods. So I cannot legally say that your son is addicted to video games, and I, I wouldn't want to. Um, it's something that would need to be uh, looked at in a professional context. Perhaps some professional help would be uh, of benefit here. So again, if you have any questions as far as online questions that we can answer on the show, please feel free to go and look us up at catholicpsyche.com and submit a question under the Contact Us page. We'll get to it as soon as we possibly can. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week, everybody.